Welcome, race fans. This is the Debris and Turn 3 Fancast, coming to you from Brooklyn in New York City. We are back with another episode to bring to you, the fan, our view, as fans, of last weekend's Bristol Night Race, using fan view, or any other thing to view the race. This is the Bristol Show. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, we are back. We were off last week after being back from a week off the week before, and now we're back. And it's great to be back, Dan. Yeah, because I think we're going to have a good show uh, tonight. We're going to recap some of the fantasy stuff from Michigan and Bristol, um, and then we'll just go into the Bristol night race, talk about what happened there, go over some of the news that came out this week, and look ahead to Southern 500 in two weeks and Xfinity at Road America. Sounds good, like a a good show to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, I watched the race this week, but I feel like I've just been like, this week has been so crazy that I didn't really even pay much attention to racing just because there was so much other stuff going on that I'm not going to talk about. But let's just say there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened this week. Yeah, there were, say, a lot of crazy events going on in the the country this week that maybe distracted from some of the big racing news. Uh, I was, I've been majorly distracted from racing over the last couple of weeks. I've talked on the last couple of shows that I've had cable issues. I was out. Uh, I've had internet issues (laughs) and well, I did a crazy event myself last week. I attempted a New York city move from one apartment to the other. Yeah. And I say it every time, why didn't I get movers to do this shit? <laughs> so how'd it go? Did you Well, I got everything? most of my things out from one apartment to the other. Uh, my buddy that was coming to help me, I, we were actually going to, uh, we were actually going to do, attempt to do a podcast on uh, some recent MotoGP races. We were excited uh, about yeah. that. And uh, we're going to do it under the debris and turn three uh, banner and like cool. hope to get some more fans because yeah. this is a show for race fans. Uh, here we're talking about NASCAR, Xfinity, trucks, modifies all those you know, national touring series. Uh, but you know, Sal's a big motorcycle guy. We're big motorcycle races. But I was like, hey, sorry to do it to you, pal. I was like, you're going to be helping me move this weekend. <laughs> so he was thrilled. You get but- him beer and pizza or something? Well, of course, you don't okay. do a move without beer and pizza. Yeah. But the thing is, the new apartment was a three-floor walk-up. Ouch. No <laughs> elevator. And uh, I don't have so much furniture, but it was just a lot of walking up the stairs. And he comes over in the afternoon. He works at night. Mm. So we started later in the afternoon. And I was like, yeah, we could do, uh, we could do the, the move. And guess what? Like, we'll be done by 7 o'clock. We'll sit down. We'll start crushing some cans, and we'll watch Bristol Night Race. It's yeah. epic race, trying to get him into NASCAR. He's like, yeah, let's do it. One o'clock in the morning, we're sitting down to watch the race on the NBC Sports app. <laughs> and we were crushing cans while we were like finishing the move into the apartment. Yeah. So then we were just up all night watching that the race and... Just hanging out, though, listening to the music and enjoying the new spot and everything. So I didn't watch it as intently as I normally do. I do yeah. like to try to watch it live and catch the zinc cars and use the race view and scan. Uh, and you cannot fast forward the commercials while using the oh, NBC Sports app. It's terrible. Yes, yeah, painful. <laughs> uh, so 
just you, you, you hang out, you watch the race, and then the commercials come on, and you start hanging out, like you turn some tunes on, listen to this, look at yeah. this, and you know, I haven't seen my friend in a while. And so just well, I didn't watch the race so closely, and then just the week's been crazy, just trying to get settled and everything. But definitely happy to be back and talking yeah. racing, though, today. Yeah, it took me two days to watch the race because... Well, on Sunday, my band played the Billboard Hot 100 Fest at Jones Beach, which was pretty cool. Like, we were on, like, a tiny side stage, like, right, like, near the entrance to the venue, like, on the concourse. And then you were on a boat. Yeah. (laughs) There was a cool uh, artist area on this yacht, and just, like, passing out free food and free booze. So, after our set, we just kind of, like, chilled and stuff. But it was funny, because right next to our stage was this, like, braiding station, (laughs) <laughs> so there was like a hundred girls on the line to get their hair braided and then maybe like 20 people watching our set. Yeah. <laughs> With crossed arms being like, who's yeah. Elliot and the ghost? Yeah. It's like, why is there a rock band playing <laughs> with, with like DJ Khaled and Marshmallow? I saw your <laughs> video. That's him coming in. Yeah. yeah it he was like, like a half hour late because his bus couldn't cross over like one of the bridges because it's the parkway or something. So oh, there was like yeah. one of those issues. So. Right, rolled up on the Long Island Parkways. Didn't realize that the the, the big tour bus couldn't get down it. Yeah, yeah. What do the art? What do the, all these artists do when they come on tour and they play? Know, there Joe's must Beach? be a way to get in there because there's trucks everywhere, like all right? on site. So I don't know. Special permission, special roadway. Yeah, and uh, they guess they have to choose the proper lanes. Yeah, to uh, to get in there. Yeah, and then on Monday or Tuesday, I forget which day it was. There was the eclipse. Monday. That was Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it? I did see it. I had my special glasses, and uh, there was a rooftop patio at work where they were, they had, like, sun chips and moon pies and, like, all this, like... So you earth, guys like, had a, an eclipse party yeah. at your job? Yeah. And then we all just kind of, like, stood there and watched it, and it was fun. We asked if we could have an eclipse party at my job. It was met with a hearty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, listen, the but guys... It doesn't that, happen often. No, and listen, no one's. I don't think I said anything to anybody that was up higher on the because I'm right, right on the river, and they got a good look at it. Some of the guys that were up high, and you know, there's the guys are welding and everything like they just pass it around the <laughs> welders mask, taking a look at it. Nice. And uh, I unfortunately was down in a sub basement, mm. and I didn't have the glasses, and I was just gonna go up and like take a little peek and just see the action and <laughs> stuff like that. But I just yeah. it was it was more trouble to just like get out of there at the time and everything. Yeah. It was just I was so well, I am twenty twenty four a little bit. Twenty twenty four is gonna be the next total solar eclipse. Yeah. And it's gonna pass over New York. So you gotta go upstate somewhere, I think, to I'll see. I'll take it, the but. trip, you know, I, I really did because this one I, like I said, I, I regret it a little bit because I'm into that type of stuff. I've gone to observatories. Yep. To the observatory. <laughs> and uh, I always like that kind of stuff. And so and then I've seen just so many videos the last couple of days that just seem like, amazing. And it's just yeah. one of those things I feel like as like a human being on Earth, it's just like something like yeah. I would want to see. I don't know say. how people got pictures. Because like, I didn't even attempt to take a picture like through the glasses. But some people are able to get like a perfect picture through their special glasses. And then some people even just took a picture of it. But I heard somewhere that said like if you take a picture like of it directly it'll like screw up your camera phone really yeah it's an amazing power of the sun yeah so yeah, it was a cool uh event 
that happened. It got everybody looking up out of their cell phones, and you know, and so now they were looking up when uh, Bill crossing the street and yeah. almost walking into traffic around here. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta tell you, just a little note. Yeah, about so I'm working on the Upper East Side right now, mm-hmm. all the way on the river, right. All the way on the east. You cannot get any more east unless you're jumping off the FDR into the East River. Now, that's a nice neighborhood. There are yeah. some pretty well-to-do people that live up over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I've been in pretty much every neighborhood of this city, and it just that it smells like pee. <laughs> I don't, it, the whole neighborhood smells like pee. And there's there's more rats than there ever. So what do, you, do you think it's something just between, like, is this the city, like, sloping downhill into the East River? Yeah, this, I guess I guess it's just c- the smell coming from the river then. No, I, this no, is pee smell. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, there's pee in the river. It's a river of pee. <laughs> there's a river of pee. <laughs> hey man, it's I don't know. It's New York City. This whole this place, I love it, but it's a cesspool. You know, yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, really, the whole place smells like pee. But it's just over there. It's just ex- <laughs> it's it's extraordinary. I don't know why. So just. Kind of caught me by surprise. I've been walking there every morning, just being like, you know, the sun's shining down, reflecting off the buildings, beautiful sunrises, and I'm just kind of walking by, like, this beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And that sun's oh, baking that, that tea on the sidewalk. Oh, there's all those hospitals over there, too. You don't think it's coming from there. Maybe. Oof. They're dumping their bedpans <laughs> in the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some, like, tr- nurse in training, just collecting, just throwing them out the window. <laughs> Hey, when you walk by on the street and you get that little sprinkle, like you never know. Right? Right. Just it's a little sun shower. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, but it's November and the ACs are off. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's get into uh, some, some racing. racing. Yeah. Well, so this is one of those big weekends at Bristol. Yeah, but before we do that, um, let's go over some fantasy stuff. And since we were off last week. I just want to recap the Michigan. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm too eager, Dan. Just I know. You talk. just want to get it. It's the Bristol Night Race. Bristol, like this, this is the Bristol Night Race. I know. But we have we to We missed last week to amp up the Bristol Night <laughs> yeah. Race. So we got to make up for it in charisma on this show. Yeah. So Michigan. Right. Let's go back. Let's take a trip back to Michigan for um, a moment. So first place in fantasy. No for chance first racing. Time. First, first time. First time winner. So no chance racing had a chance. And one. Yeah. Gets 211 points. Um, you came in second with 187 points, and then I was in fourth with 174 points. So it was good. So the, uh, the hosts of the show finally getting the double top five <laughs> doesn't happen very often. No. <laughs> and then so for Bristol, uh, first place goes to if you're not first, you're last. Hey, that's uh, Chris, and he's been having some... Second half of the season. He came yeah. in a little late. He joined us. And he's been... He had a, t- a terrible Talladega. I remember where everybody <laughs> crashed. But like he's really bounced back and had some big wins. Yeah, that was good. And 242 points. That's yeah. killer. Yeah. And then, so, second place goes to Brian. I get third place. We both have 207 points. And we picked the exact same drivers. I don't think I've ever seen that in our league. No, exact same teams. Because I was looking at it, I was like, wait, we both have 207 points. Why is he in second place and I'm in third place? I've seen people with the same get the same score. Yeah. And yeah, I guess there's some sort of tiebreaker. I don't know, Brian's defending champion, most wins in the league yeah. history ever. Yeah, with I guess being that's like it. the newest fan in the league. <laughs> 
doesn't know drivers by their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a, a fantasy racing savant. It's like, <laughs> it's like the Rain Man of fantasy racing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so for the season, or yeah, or for this segment, I should say, Brian's in first place still. Uh, I moved up to eighth place, and you're in sixth place. Ugh. So sixth place, I missed that one race, yeah. killing me when I went to the Grand Prix here. Yeah. Well, I missed a race too, and really put me back. But in the last couple of weeks, I've been moving yeah. on up again. And don't so. forget, Brian won the championship last season. While still missing one race during the year. Okay, so there's a chance. There is a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I see a 20th person on this list here. Hey. We've always had 19 people. We do. Are you, did we get a, did somebody join? Yeah. If you're that person that joined... <laughs> But the funny thing is, if there's no num like it doesn't say that they're the 20th person. I guess because it's too late in the season for them to be scored on anything because literally there's like no points. Oh really? This Fox fantasy game is um you know restricted somebody from joining. It's too late in the year. It's too late in the year to play a fantasy racing game. (laughs) Fantasy racing should never close. Just like you're always able to come and and be an open driver and enter a race in fantasy racing, you should be able to come down and enter the race any weekend and try to take the trophy, the money, and all the glory. Exactly. And that's a good idea. All right, so let's get into the race. Well, not Bristol the race. Let's get into the weekend because they started off with a great race with the Modifieds. Yeah? I didn't see it, though. Me either. <laughs> Do I we just know, know if it was broadcast? I don't know. I feel like, yes. I don't know. I feel like I've missed a couple of Modified Tour races that yeah. were broadcast on TV. And I just I don't know why I can't find it or I haven't looked hard enough, but... Still, I just feel like it should be promoted better. Yeah, I should not have to try so hard to find out when these races yeah. are on. Because the K and N races are on every Thursday, I think. Like the the not live, but right, take delayed. On. Yeah, the tour so, they did that with the tour two seasons ago. Yeah, so why like why are they still doing it? I mean, I just it. The races, the, the modified tour race, I'm just, from Bristol, always a great race. And yeah. I heard it was another uh, barn burner. Yeah. I don't know. I just, from the article. I don't know. <laughs> but a congratulations to Patrick Emberling. Yes. Winning from the pole. Yep. First win in 78 starts. Yeah, that's so huge. first win in that's the That's going to be amazing. So for that guy, you know, taking down that victory at uh, Bristol. Yeah. Right. That weekend. That's huge. That's awesome. Like, good for him. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, what uh, what other results? Do we have any other results from that race? Do we have like a top five. Uh, nope. <laughs> Intern <laughs> with these notes. I just I can't take it anymore. <laughs> like I just I I, I told him, I said I wanted to talk about the modifier race on the top five. <laughs> at least the at least the beers are cold. Yeah. They, that one that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> there was there was a modified tour race. Yep. And then the following night, a truck race. Won by Kyle Bush. KBM Motorsports. Yep. Okay. So Rowdy wins yeah. the truck race. Yeah. You're like, okay. And then the next day, there's an Xfinity series race. Won by Kyle Bush. And you're like, okay, Kyle <laughs> Bush. 
He won the Xfinity Series race. He's done it like 80-somewhat times, <laughs> all right? Yeah. So on Saturday night, we got at the last great Coliseum for a Bristol night race. And yeah, Kyle Busch wins. <laughs> Second time he's swept this weekend. Uh, first time he did it was 2010. Does it again this year. I don't know. Every, people keep saying he's like the greatest ever and all this other stuff. It's just like, no, he's good at that track. I mean, he is a good, yeah, he is a great driver, but. Yeah, I was about to just jump down your throat on that one. Like, yeah, good at that track. He seems to be good at a Jimmy lot of Johnson, tracks. Jimmy Johnson, seven championships. Dale Earnhardt, senior, seven championships. Richard Petty, seven championships, 200 wins. I mean, Kyle Busch, one championship. In a shortened season. So, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that he needs more championships in order to be in that same class as those top three. Really, Dan? You want to get into this at this yeah. part of the show? Yes, I do. Because I, I feel like we can't, the, the comparing of championships from now to then, it, we can't even do it anymore. The way the points system is so skewed... This is this is a game. I don't know whether to say it's a greater accomplishment or not to win in this system because, like, anything can happen. Jimmy Johnson gets his seven championships. It was awesome. It was dramatic last season. But he turned it on. It was, like, in, in the end of the chase and ended up, after that wreck, he, looked, he was out of that race at Homestead and then wins it and wins the whole championship. That was amazing. But yeah. it's... It's not the season-long point series win. Right. Clearly, I'm not a Kyle Busch fan, but I think he needs to do a little bit more in order to be in that. Well, here's he the thing. to be the greatest ever. I think he's got to win a couple more, a, few, a lot more races. Yeah, well, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the greatest ever. He, he's, he's, he's not the greatest ever at right now. Does he have the potential to be? Possibly. Because Do remember I, a couple of years ago, they were talking about, like, they were combining his wins from all three top series and, like, comparing him to Richard Petty. But it's well, like, that makes yeah, no sense. Yeah, when somebody, like, I forget who did that, but I was like, whoa, hold the phone, okay? Yeah. I understand that people are going to go and they're going to give you, well, he raced two guys. Was, he was the only one on the lead lap. There was nobody racing. He's racing local guys. I get it. But you, you went out there, entered the race, you traveled. You won 200 races. Richard Petty is the king. Yeah. Okay. Dale Earnhardt Sr. comes along. And 1979 Daytona 500, they're like, who is this guy? Dale Earnhardt. They, they thought he was a lap down when he was at the, <laughs> led the field as a rookie in the Daytona 500 in 1979. Yeah. The first flag-to-flag broadcast covered live on CBS and... They, they didn't even know. Dale Earnhardt Sr. got himself in first place. They're like, they're like who is this guy? Is he lapped down? But no. But now he wins seven championships. And here now, there's, there's, I think, the competition and the way the cars are so similar, the arrow and everything right now, it really makes it really tough to win that many championships to be like, well, he had seven, six, or five. Mm-hmm. But... Jimmy Johnson's done it. So then it's really only fair to compare Bush and Johnson then. Right now, yes. Because Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. will always be great to me. I don't like this push on 
Facebook, social media to tarnish the legacy of these great drivers and be like that question their competition and, and things like that. These guys sacrificed everything when we're, when we're real racers. They, you know, they brought it to the track. They worked on it. They sacrificed everything. So right now, if you want to compare the greatest drivers, yes, you're comparing everybody right now to Jimmy Johnson. I hate to say it. Yeah. But he's just, but he, even in this era of the chase and whatnot, he beca- he's done it seven times. So Kyle Busch needs to win this playoff race and get a championship this season. And if he does that, if he comes through with a championship this year, I will, he'll, to me, right now, he'll be number two behind Jimmy Johnson. Okay. I mean, he's definitely been running well enough this season that it's a possibility, but then there's also Truex, who we know is just dominated everything. So, well, Let me ask you a question, Dan. There was this, this news this week about uh, Furniture Row Racing was going to be back in control of the, their pit crew and, yeah. and stuff like that. So is there some sort of, like... Uh, divide going on, do you think, between Furniture Row and Gibbs now? Is is everything not so uh, happy over there because, you know, that's the 78 and 77 are kind of outrunning a lot of the Gibbs cars? Yeah, I guess so. I, I Like, the fact that Gibbs penalized the Furniture Row guys, even though they're in charge of them, and then just after that decides to give the give them back to, to furniture row to take control. Like that just like made no sense to me. I was so like, if something else like, happens this season, is Gibbs going to step in and no, do because something? furniture rows controlling those guys. Well, so. the pick crew now, but what about yeah. something else? Are they going to cut some sort of tech info that they're sharing or what else? So who knows the extent of the relationship that they have? Yeah. Well, clearly furniture rows running better, or at least Truex is running better than, the other Gibbs guys. So if anything, it would be furniture row not uh, sharing info. That might've been a conversation. I think we were having on the show a couple of weeks ago, but look at the Toyotas right now, Gibbs and furniture row, all those cars Eric Jones is on the pole yeah. and all those guys were running good in that race last weekend. Yeah. And then even in the last stage, that last restart where there was like, I forget what there was like 30 laps left or some of that, like last restart. And it was Kenseth, uh, Eric Jones and Bush all like battling for first place. And that was like the best part of the race. Just was the it three of them? I yeah. think I remember that. <laughs> there were a lot of, uh, dead soldiers up on the, uh, mm. kind of top by the point. Of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another thing that happened in that race was with Denny Hamlin. Happened a couple of times uh, on pit road when he was coming out. He kept brake checking to trying to get that preferred line, but it didn't seem to work out any of the times that he tried it. Yeah, it, it does. It, that stuff ever seem to work out? I I've seen a couple of clips from NASCAR America in the race hub and I've heard a few of the comments that people are like, "Yeah, they like it. They like this action on pit road." I think it is dumb, the brake checking and stuff like that. Like I I and. It bothers me that one lane is so much better than the other on a restart. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. what's the difference between that and other short tracks at Martinsville? They do it over there, too, to try to get on the inside. Right. Uh, listen, I think you just need to race off pit road. I don't like the idea of hitting the brakes. So if they ever bring in this cone rule, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. 
I agree that I don't really like the break checking. It would be nice if there was a rule in place that stated that you had to maintain your speed throughout the entirety of pit road so that you don't do that because I'm not really a fan of this cone rule that everyone's been talking about. Yes. It's an old short track thing that's been coming up for possible use. I don't believe that it should be used this season because yeah. NASCAR with the rules, and I think it's a, it's, a, it's too much. A point that everyone has been making right now. Yeah. Okay, it's too much. We don't need a rule change right now. Yeah. But the way that they put it, the sanctioning body is looking into it. And I think they have a right to look into this issue. I don't think you should yeah. be brake checking on pit lane to position yourself on the, the restart. Right. So that's why I'm saying if there was a rule that... Like like how you say you don't like that guys shut off the engine, you know, to save fuel. So then you shouldn't brake check to get a, a lane. So you have to like keep your you know, maintain your speed throughout pit road. Um, the thing that I don't like about well, first of all, the cone rule. If they're going to implement it in the future, I think it's only going to be for short tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason that I don't like it, I've said this before. What like. If you have the cone rule, what's the point of a starting position on a restart then? Because if you come out in third pl- in like tenth place, some you know out of pit road, and then you can choose whichever lane you want, you could advance your position. You could get up to like third, you know. Like it's, so, what's the point of having a starting position? At NASCAR racing. I mean, they always the old comparison to stick and ball sports, but NASCAR is coming like a game. This is a game, and. If the guy wants to take that chance and and do that, and that, then I think it's, he should be allowed to because I there's going to be an accident. And also, in NASCAR is always big on safety. They, they're talking about moving uh, pit stalls and stuff like that because of the possibility of an accident now on the pit lane. Right. Pit road is dangerous enough for the over-the-wall crew. Yeah. Okay? Especially now with this... The new rules set up, there's and the stages because there's just they're only pitting under yellow mostly. Yeah, so Pits, pit stops yeah. are safer under green flag. Yes, so my my reasoning for not using the cone rule is that on the start of the race and for every subsequent restart, inside lane, even number uh, odd number starting positions on the inside even number of starting positions on the outside, and that's the way it is. Yeah, but we, we see that there is such a difference and a preferential lane. So if you're the leader of the race, if you, if you're you come out on the inside, you it's just going to be like you're, you're just you're done. So why I, that, I never understood that about NASCAR, that the leader always gets... Like the advantage, like no, like if I really, I, 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 I'm okay. If it were, if it were me, <laughs> give him the, the 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 choice of the lane. But when the flagman throws that green flag, the race is starting. Yeah, I almost think I just want them to do it just to make the flagman part of the race. <laughs> yeah, because if not, just I, I, it almost like just bums me out. Like looking at that guy just kind of waving the flag yeah. out there. Yep. Looking to see if there's any debris. He's all safe with his hat on. But I'm just, I tune into American flat track motorcycle racing. Mm-hmm. And they're coming around the last corner. And the uh, the guy waving the checkered flags, he like goes, he steps out like into the lane like, 
waving the checkered flags, and the guy comes back and he wins. <laughs> I'm fine. It's exciting. It's I'm, exciting. There's yeah. I and I got I got into a heavy debate about excitement IndyCar versus NASCAR yeah. on Twitter. I thought I was doing it on my personal Twitter account. I didn't really want to go all hard indie on the uh, the debris and turn three. But then yeah. I realized I was making posts <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 with our uh, podcast. Uh, but and we've talked about this all season long. There's just we need drama. We need storylines, mm-hmm. and there are. There are some good things in stage racing, like I, but I've, I'm seeing it fade away as the season's going along. Like mm-hmm. we, the short tracks is kind of cool, and like Ricky Stenhouse gave Kyle Busch that bump at Martinsville, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, saving some guy's skins from going a lap down and staying in the race, all right, that's cool, keeps you in the race. Uh, but it just makes the the good cars better during the race. Like if yeah. you have, if you have a good car in a race, it's just not working quite so good. But somebody's you know hit on a setup. And you know the team made some changes before the race started. Like you, they can cover a lot of ground. Then you get in, you have that advantage. Like you, every time you stop under yellow flag, you're giving good teams a chance to f- you know make their car better. Yeah, I think most teams have figured out the stage racing, and if now like now they're in their groove, they know what to do, they know what strategy to take, whether they're going to pit if a caution comes out before the stage ends, if they're going to stay out and get the points or if they're going to pit and, you know, whatever. So I think maybe these last two races of the regular season, Darlington and Richmond, maybe we'll see some things because there's three guys that don't have wins that are in. And then a couple of guys like Clint Boyer is close to getting into the playoffs. So maybe we'll see some exciting stuff. Who's actually like 10th in points. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's really starting to hurt because I listen I'm I'm and like like I said I'm okay with a cha- uh, with a, ch- a playoff race and you know the gamesmanship mm-hmm. of the racing league and to do things to make it side I'm I'm really soured on this win in your end I hate it yeah. I absolutely hate it great that you won a race but to be a ch- like the champion like it, winning a race and getting into the playoffs like Austin Dillon sorry I really don't think you should be in the playoffs this year. No. You stretched and he'll be out, out a dramatic win. Yeah, he'll be out in the first round. He's gonna be. He's gonna be out in the first round. Yeah. Ryan Newman, sorry, Richard Childress Racing. You're gonna be out in the first round. Yeah. And listen, I like both those guys. I have no problem with the number three being back on the racetrack. I actually, you know, when I sit there sometimes, I'll put my three fingers up in the air on lap three, and yeah. you know, I like to think about Dale Earnhardt, and I see that number out there. You know, it, it does. It reminds me of that great time watching him race. It doesn't bother me that it's Austin. It doesn't matter who's behind the car. And, you know, just for the record, guess what? The fact that it is Austin Dillon and it's Richard Childress' grandson, it makes it actually a little bit better for me. I yeah. think it's like yeah, it's the, the kid family, was in the like, victory lanes and he's part of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So we got a little off track there because we were talking about the cone rule. So yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with them using this cone rule for, like, the all-star race or, you know, like something like that where doesn't involve points like it's just like for fun test it out you know test it out in the all-star race next year see how it works out um moving on from that uh so we, we were talking about pit road being very dangerous because everyone's pitting under yellows so something that nascar is looking into is eliminating the jack man and having an uh, an air jack system on the car similar to uh, I think IndyCar or F1 uses it, right? Yes. 
this is a result of the rule change to the point structure. So what? Right. And if the point structure ever changes again, we're just going to have pit stops with no jack man? Like, that's... You right. jack, it jacks yeah. the car up. Yeah. The stage racing is definitely clogged up pit road more because everyone's pitting under those yellows. And yeah, it's more dangerous because you have potentially 40 cars on pit road and the jack man is the first one to jump over the wall. So yeah, it's easy to say, let's just eliminate him and pit road to be safer. But... Um, I think Brett Griffin was talking about it on Door Bumper Clear that like NASCAR is all about that human element. Yeah. And it NASCAR is a team sport. The you got the crew chief, the driver, the crew, uh, or the crew members, like everyone is involved in adjusting this car and making it go around it's the track. The one thing that non race fans will never understand that racing is a team sport. Yeah. The people think oh the race car driver and they always just think like, oh, the guy's just, you know, turning left. But, yes, you know, I mean, maybe we don't know. But I like <laughs> to think I know. You know, I'm just a race fan. I never raced a race car. But, yeah. you know, I, I I get that. that <laughs> He has an ill-handling car. It's got to be torture almost out there. Cause I, and, yeah. like, I almost don't even want to know what it feels like <laughs> to be just trying to race and keep up with a guy yeah. and then going into a corner and, like, it doesn't want to turn. Yeah. And then you're there for 500 miles just fighting a race car, you know, just trying to get this thing. I remember watching old races in car camera. These guys just grabbing the wheels with two hands and yeah. just pulling that, was that before car. power steering. Yeah. So they had to. They had, well, yeah, they had to. <laughs> they had, to. It was, it was, that for sure was a different time and a different ty- kind of driver. Yeah. But listen, it's, uh, I think it's, the Jack man, it's dangerous. It's a human element. You have to stay. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it's a, everyone together makes it happen. But I've seen in Formula One uh, and IndyCar, I've seen the Jack have problems. Like uh, the, anytime anyone is working on these race cars, there's a possibility for something to go wrong. Yeah. And in racing, like the the thing about you know, it's the possibility of something catastrophic to go wrong. Like yeah. we don't want to see those things happen, but we're seeing like. You want this glory of like winning a race and like a champion guy. You win the Daytona 500, Indianapolis 500, or uh, a championship in these series. You're like it's hero status because yeah. you're out there racing around at these speeds, and it's it, it, to me it's incredible. I love racing. I love. I, mean, <laughs> do I, I really gotta say it. Like yeah. so, these guys like win. It's a huge thing. Yeah. So it's, it takes everybody to make it happen, and. I don't know. Yeah. So the thing about the air jack that gets me is that it it would lift the car evenly, right? So that way both sides of the car could get their tires changed at the same time, right? So a current pit stop right now takes about 11 seconds. So if you have guys changing tires on both sides, you're probably cutting down the pit stop to like, what, maybe like five or six seconds or something? Like, you know, you're like I wonder what that would be like in a, a NASCAR stock car. Because yeah. then how do you fuel a car enough they to f- like, you know, like... Right, it would need to fuel. See, when you watch an F1 race, they make those incredibly fast pit stops. It's yeah. miraculous. But they don't refuel the car. Mm. So they just... The guy come, comes in, and he goes out with four fresh tires. They do it so fast that I've seen one car trail the other one. You know, I've seen the yeah. Mercedes team doing it a couple of times. Like, guy comes in, boom, off goes Hamilton, boom. Yeah. Like last season, like off went like Rossberg. Well, they're also just changing one giant lug nut instead of five, yeah. which makes it 
Even and that's the thing, like when you really when you talk about it, does it have to really be that way in NASCAR? Like we do a lot of things in NASCAR for tradition mm-hmm. that brings the whole team in it, but that's just the way that we do it. That's why race fans of other types of motorsports don't really get NASCAR yeah. because as far as racing goes, the car shouldn't be that heavy. It shouldn't be. It should have bigger tires. Why do you have all those lug nuts? Why aren't you have like the uh, the telemetry? Like why don't you use all this electronics? It's just that it's not the kind of type of racing that we're doing. Stock cars. I'm doing air quotes right now. You, air quotes don't work on podcasts. <laughs> <I know. Dan. laughs> but I see. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's just the way that we do things. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell the fans of other sports because listen, as much as I love other racing. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is awesome. It is awesome. And it's about to get even awesomer. I'm making up a word. <laughs> because in the playoffs, they're going to be live streaming in-car video on Twitter. I, I think this is cool. Yeah. This is definitely a step in the right direction for NASCAR, embracing social media and the internet age. Exactly. And you got to stream. You gotta, NASCAR needs... They need to start thinking about when this TV deal ends and how everything is changing in entertainment. And listen, we want this sport to be around and we want to go see these races. And if we can't go there to see them, we want to be able to see them at home. And Mm -hmm. people were watching things on the Internet. So NASCAR needs to develop some sort of way for fans to stream. And with that... Gives them this, I think they need to just get a little more freedom in what they offer as far as camera angles, in car. I yeah. want to be able to watch at home, tune in, scan, all that. Live timing and scoring. Yeah. I'm pretty much describing the MotoGP app, but <laughs> I want NASCAR to be just like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is cool because even like the NFL, when they stream their Thursday night games uh, on Twitter, like, I tune like if I'm sitting in a cab or like just doing something, I'll open up Twitter and be like, Hey, what's going on with this game tonight? You know, like NASCAR, like there should be NASCAR should be doing that. Like I should just be able to open up Twitter or any other social media account and just be be able to tune into the race right there. Yeah, man. Whether it's an in-car camera or the actual TV broadcast on my phone. I I don't listen. I don't know what's going on over there. Their website's terrible. They're, Their social media could be so much better. They post their Instagrams kind of cool. They have like a couple of cool pictures and yeah. things that they post on there. And their stories on Instagram are pretty good. You know, they're just. I like when bad. they get, you know, the drivers and stuff to take it over and stuff. Yeah. Did you but catch one? Bubba Wallace was like breaking down some drums. I like one of the Instagrams this week. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the caption was drum. just like, just wait for the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty good drummer. It was cool. That's yeah. listen. I love. I don't know. You're you're a good drummer. Me, I not a good drummer, <laughs> but I like to play drums. At least I think I do. But mm. that's like the extent that I want to play drums. I just want to like come home from work, you know, just put on like because I'm always I'm just like cranking tunes and hanging out. I yeah. want to put them on and just get behind a kit and just let loose and like play some, yeah. some drums. That's what I miss about living home with my parents. <laughs> in the basement, in the basement with a drum, drum kit, kit down there. Yeah, instead of a one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah, can't really do that unless it was like an electric kit, which I should look into getting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you might be onto something there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can mount it on the wall here because you really, there's not a lot yeah. of space though. No, and we're, we're trying to get a bigger bar because it's oh, overflowing. It's important. Yeah, 
bigger bars. <laughs> All right, so what um, else have we got on the, um, the show for so today? So this is not on the show sheet, but I just remembered it. <gasps> oh, this is new news? No, it's old news. It's old news. Old news, but it's new news to us. Okay. Because we haven't covered it yet. Tell me. Uh, the Camaro. ZL1. Oh. It's coming out next year. Yeah. That was unveiled. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good looking car. It does look pretty cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Make, make it look cool on the racetrack. And hopefully this is uh, Chevy's answer for what Toyota's doing because they're, I mean, these other yeah. guys are starting to cry uh, about what this Toyota dominance now. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing and it better. And it's a lot better than the Camaro SS that Xfinity has because that thing looks nothing like a Camaro. Next, I don't even know what an Xfinity car is just a... A bastardization of everything. So the Xfinity is like the experimental cup car. Like they yeah. just not quite as fast. And uh, yeah, we'll just put a little spoiler on it. Just see what happens this yeah. year. And then uh, NASCAR.com actually had a video. They unveiled what the new composite body is going to look like on the Xfinity car and how it works and everything. So looks pretty cool. All right. Hopefully. Like uh, they can uh, close the competition gap a little bit with Toyota because right now, I mean, amazingly, it was the big story all season. We kept talking about, you know, what's Joe Gibbs going to win? When's Joe Gibbs racing going to win? But now they've got some three wins. Yeah. And all of Toyota looks like to be the favorite going into these last two races of the regular season. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll continue to dominate throughout the playoffs too. Well... Only time will tell what happens then because you never know. Uh, ten races left to go in the season, and all of a sudden Jimmy Johnson shows up like he wants to get his eighth championship. So if he gets eight this year, is he the best driver ever? Uh, I guess so. Well, Because he'll have done it. It will be crazy to see somebody get eight. I will not count. There's been a lot of talk this week about Jimmy Johnson's like mediocre finishes and if he's mm-hmm. been slipping. We've made that mistake before in the past. Yeah. Don't underestimate seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson. Right. And he's got a few years left. So even if he doesn't get it this year, he's got three more. And all he's got to do is win one race and he's in. I mean, yeah. I, like if, if going into next season, if I ask you, do you think Jimmy Johnson's going to win a race next season? I think the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, so he's definitely going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. But you know what? If he's having some tough finishes, eh, this is a whole points thing. All right. Yeah. So no cup race this weekend. No. But, oh, we forgot to mention that... Oh, yes. There was one more bit of news yeah. outside the Cup Series, but I felt like we should talk about it because it's, it says a lot about the, the sport, but Brad Keselowski has shut down uh, Brad Keselowski Racing in the Truck yeah. Series. Yep. It'll be shut down at the end of this year. And, you know, it's, it's sad to see an owner of a team, you know, shut its doors. And, you know, because, because this... This truck series has evolved so much that it's very expensive to run these cars. They're not making a lot of money on the purses. So, you know, even Brad, like you were saying earlier before the show started, Brad's a champion. He's got the Miller sponsorship. How did how can he not keep this team afloat? I well, exactly. I was thinking something like that. You would think that this guy has the appeal to these sponsors as a past champion and a guy that's out there. And you see him. And I think Brad Keselowski does a good job in the media and on TV when he does when he's in the booth. And 
I think he's a good ambassador to sport. Yeah. Sometimes when he's not bumping Matt Kenseth at the end of a race, you know, when the guy's unbuckling. <laughs> but I never understood why Matt Kenseth was so upset. Like, he, why he was unstrapping, like, when he wasn't out of the car. He's still yeah. going, like, 70 miles an hour <laughs> off that last corner. Yeah. And then... That was what that was the race that Matt Kansas went running through the trailers to tackle Brad Keselowski, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was on that video that I sent you. I got from Chuck today. I don't know yeah. why these those to be continued NASCAR <laughs> videos. Why are they funny? Like nothing. I've happening. never seen them until you sent it to me, and the first one was hilarious because I'd never <laughs> seen it before. So I just see I don't know who that was, just like running, and then it just like stops. Oh, like, that was John Nemechek. Canadian yeah. Motorsports Park, I think it was Cole Custer. Mm-hmm. That you've seen that when he just he ran him all into the yeah, grass, yeah, into the fence. Yeah. And I then he that. wanted the checkered flag and then he came <laughs> running at him. Uh, I actually couldn't believe that Custer couldn't like football tackle him. <laughs> because Nibacek was like waiting for it and then looks and he yeah. had time to kind of like get his feet planted. Yeah. <laughs> he almost did like what uh Pedro Martinez did to Don Zimmer. He <laughs> just grabbed the head and just yeah. threw him on the ground. <laughs> uh, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Brad Kay, and no. then we got into this, and then... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So the fact that Brad Kozlowski is out as an owner in this series... It's a bummer, man. It is it's a bummer. A- and it's a wake-up call to NASCAR to make some changes with this series. Because they got to get him back on the short tracks, and they have to do something. So you think you, they need a national touring short track series where they go around to? That's how the series started. Yeah. Yeah, I like I said this I think two weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago on the show that yes they they should go to Daytona for speed weeks, and then after that, short tracks. Nothing, um, nothing a mile. A cap it at not not even at a mile track. Nothing. Really, I don't think they should go to Dover. No, not not Dover. Nope. And this is a way for NASCAR, well, not NASCAR to do it, but for other short tracks that maybe have closed in recent years. I'm looking at North Wilkesboro because Bruton Smith still owns it, so I know it's a lot of money to put into the track because it's so dilapidated at this point, but. You know, some of these other short tracks could have the truck series race at them. They could have like a short track, like a. I there's such a crave for like old school racing right now. Like, I think that you could open up North Wilsboro and it be a gem. Yeah. Bring the truck series, hold like major like late mile races there. You could bring like the modifieds. Like why, why can't they race yeah. there? They could race there. Right, because they raced at the five eighth up in Connecticut. Yeah. So, so put that on the east. You know, so uh, the east tour, like put that on there. K and N can go there. Yeah, and you, you just have like you know big short track weekends and stuff. I don't know, but people got to get out and go do things. And listen, I just feel like people are just so lost with the internet and streaming, which is why NASCAR needs to get onto it because it is just. I was impressed. I thought it was a good crowd at Bristol this past weekend. I liked yeah. it. And uh, it wasn't a sellout, but it was it was pretty full. But it was pretty full. I yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, hey, that, you know, the people came to see this race. Yeah. Uh, but when people aren't at the other races, I think it's just because 
they'd rather just be home in the air yeah. conditioning. We got these like luxuries and amenities of life now. It's, it's like it's hot out there. I can yeah. stay in here, my air conditioning, and I can uh, watch, like, stream this and Bluetooth it to my speaker here and have surround sound. And yeah. I could put the NASCAR drive on my laptop and get all these in-car cameras, and I can watch the NASCAR race view on my tablet and scan yep. the radio while I do that. Pretty much like my weekend when I watch racing. <laughs> it's like, I, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Xfinity Series racing on Sunday at Road America. Why are they racing on Sunday? I guess because the Cup Series is off, so they're going to race on Sunday. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, and I. Yeah, so no no cup race this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get a week off, one of the few during the season, and we'll get ready for Darlington next weekend. But this weekend in Wisconsin, Road America, I think my number one short, uh, I'm sorry, road course that the yeah. National Series go to. It's like the super speedway of road courses to me. Yeah. For over four miles, beautiful terrain, great corners, Lots of opportunities to pass. Very fast. What w- See, I don't I don't really know. I, I don't think I've ever really watched a race from Road America. Um, so I don't really know much about it. I just know oh, that it's a road I course. I don't miss races from Road America. I've watched every race that Xfinity has been there. Mm-hmm. I watch when Indy is there. I watch IMSA when they go there with the WeatherTech Sports Car Series. I don't miss those races. At, yeah. I just I love that track. I think it's fantastic, and I do like to race it in Forza when I play. So if you had to rank all the NASCAR road courses, mm. how would you do it? Because there's five, right? right? Well, we're talking, this is going to be all series, Cup, Xfinity, yeah. and, okay, like, where they go. Mm-hmm. All right, as for where they go, yeah, so Road America, number one, I would say Watkins Glen, number two, mm-hmm. Mid-Ohio, number three, Sonoma, number four, and then the trucks go to Canadian Motorsports Park. It's a really yeah. cool track, but it'll be number five for me. The trucks go there, and uh, I think it's great that the trucks go there. Even cool. though, can Canadians still get Fox Sports 1? I don't know. I remember seeing it on <laughs> Facebook that I was crying. Like, I can't get the truck series on Fox Sports 1. I guess not, because it's Fox Sports. American network. Huh. Yeah, I don't really know the other <laughs> road courses that well to rank them. Um, what do you mean? You don't know them that well. Like I don't really. You don't really know Road America? Not really. I've never really watched the other like the road course. Like I know Mid Ohio. Like that's a cool track. It's a cool track. The Canadian. Actually, I've seen a couple of truck races from the Canadian track. It's pretty. Cool. All right. Well, so what would you say? Right, where it could, Watkins Glen or Sonoma? What do you like better? Sonoma. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a little more, you know, it's not as, it's not like Watkins Glen where it's all about the speed, like Sonoma. It's tactical at Sonoma. Yeah, it's tactical. Yeah. It's a little slower. They get to beat and bang. Some tricky corners. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the New York thing and it's close and I, I like Watkins Glen and I like those guardrails, you know, the yeah. painted blue around the racetrack, even though they're like so dangerous for the race car drivers. <laughs> yeah. And 
I just I I like just the history at Watkins Glen. Um, oh, I definitely like want to go to a race there and like camp and like do all that stuff. But as far as like the ranking the tracks, I think Sonoma's. Yeah. I don't better necessarily than know. I Watkins Glen. I, I want to go to the Cup race at Watkins Glen though. Mm. Yeah, you want to go to like Indy? What does Indy go there or? Well, Indy started going there again last season because yeah. they were going to do that street course at the Baltimore Grand Prix, and it got canceled. So uh, next weekend, Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. they got Watkins Glen. Uh, they had to make a special deal with the Ferrari Club of New York or something <laughs> like that. So I'm sure it was just a bunch of like Wall Street dudes that were like, yeah. you'll drive up to Labor Day weekend, uh, and uh, you know they need a break. Yeah, to go race some Ferraris around Watkins Glen, but the IndyCar series was able to get the track, and they had a great race. Uh, but no, I don't. WeatherTech goes right. I don't know if I would be. Able, I don't know if I would go see Indy. I think I might go see the sports car race there. Yeah. It's the six the, the six hours of Watkins Glen. So it's it's part of the endurance uh, championship mm-hmm. for the sports cars in North and then America. That's they do like a vintage like. Uh, one of those vintage, is it not the Yeah, I've seen pictures. Or, they do all, well, they do all yeah. sorts of stuff. And I think they even do a 24 hours of lemons at Watkins Glen, which is like a 24 hour road course enduro race. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to do that one day. That'd be fun. I think it would be fun. Yeah. All right, so that's what's coming up this weekend as far as racing goes. And then the following weekend, we got the Cup Series back, Darlington, Southern 500. Yeah, cool. man. Throwback weekend. Uh, a lot of guys have their paint schemes out and stuff for that. Yeah, they're coming so, like one after the other right yeah. now. I've seen a couple of cool ones. Ryan Reed in the Xfinity series is going to do the old Alan Kowicki. Yep. The so that, one. that one looks cool. I forget who drives a 24 in that series, but they're doing the the rainbow. The Gordon, Jeff Gordon rainbow. Yeah. DuPont. And... Somebody else is doing an Alan Kowicki one from... Oh, Michael McDowell, I think, is doing Alan Kowicki's uh, rookie season, whatever paint scheme he had on, on the race car. And so Chase Elliott did the Hooters last season, so... I don't think he's come out with his car this year. Chase Elliott? No, you're right. No, I don't think I've seen it yet. So Alan Kowicki has been well represented over the last couple of seasons. I yeah. think it's cool. I... I I think it's getting a little played out with the throwback thing, mm-hmm. and especially because there's a theme, and a lot of these drivers are doing like their own thing. Yeah, no one's really paying like attention. Yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I think if they're gonna do a theme, you should stick to the theme. It's like having yeah. a theme. It's like saying it's we're gonna have like a doo wop Halloween party, even though that sounds like a terrible idea, <laughs> and showing up in like an army outfit or something like a GI yeah. fatigues. Yeah, and you're like. Did you not get the invitation that said we were doing a theme? This was a grease party. White yeah. lightning. <laughs> you would look like you'd be a good Kaniki for a Halloween party. Yeah. I think I would be. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think some of these look good. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Trevor Bain is doing a Mark Martin uh, thing. I think yeah, which one's like he the, doing? I think he's doing the... Stroh's Light? No. No? Oh. I think it's doing the Folgers. Was there was oh, a Folgers Yeah, one? he did Folgers. Oh, yeah. Mark Martin definitely was sponsored yeah. by Folgers. So I think that's he's doing that one. Oh, is he? Okay. Uh, Stenhouse, I think, is doing like a, a Daryl Waltrip paint scheme with like the Metallic 17. I forget which one that he's doing, but 
Um, yeah, I liked actually. I think my favorite one right now is Danica Patrick. She's doing a Dale Jarrett throwback. Really? That like I, the yeah. Ford one. Yeah, I don't I like know, that the so blue is it. not. It's so the blue on her car is a little darker. I thought they should have lightened yeah. up the blue. But to it be looks a so more. similar to Juniors, like the one that he's a doing. little bit. Just because it's the same colors, red, white, and blue, and it's yeah. like predominantly a blue car. I don't know. Maybe I'm just as happy to see that Dale Jarrett is getting yeah. a little recognition. Oh, that's definitely because like an iconic I car. Feel like, I feel like I, I, he's definitely a very revered race car driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, past Daytona 500 champion. But I feel like sometimes the, I, I think he's the best of all the TV Jarrett's? analysts right oh. now. Just like Ned Jarrett was awesome back in the day. Yeah. I think Dale Jarrett is equally as good. And I like to see him do the races more. He does the Xfinity sometimes. Mm-hmm. He did the race a couple of weekends ago with Kyle Petty. I thought that was yeah. a great one. <laughs> I thought that was because, I, I mean, listen, I'm a huge, I like Kyle Petty. <laughs> I like Kyle Petty, all right? I think he's a cool guy. I always have. He's a cool guy. Ever since he took a picture with me when I was like four at the mall across from Daytona <laughs> International Speedway, I was a Kyle Petty fan. I don't know why Dale, Dale Earnhardt was there. I don't know why he couldn't have like put me up on the table and taken a picture with me, you know? There's yeah. a couple of dude, he like, picked me up like <laughs> the table and like took a picture. It was on my nice. pin board for like 20 years of my Wait, room. was that the same? No, that was... Because we, we, we saw Dale Sr. at a Chevy dealership. Yeah, we, I, went, yeah we went and got his autograph there. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like real little back then. But there's a picture yeah. of all of us just like standing next to right. Dale. My dad's holding Which me. we got a little extra special treatment from Dale Sr. because your dad brought those pictures because I was uh, maybe like 12, 11, 12 or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. Very excited to <laughs> see Dale Sr. Uh, but I remembered him just kind of signing. Okay, hi, signing and going. And I kind of yeah. remember your dad like showing the pictures and being like him being like, oh, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Taking the picture, which was like cool because I was like, Dale Senior seemed like a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, miss Dale Senior. Yeah. It's a shame. You know what? He's, I, uh, this in my business where I work, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of big egos and macho guys, and everyone is trying to always prove how tough they are and what they can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I, I like, you know, I like racing. And we were talking one day, and, and we were talking about, like, you know, celebrities passing, especially 2016, like, all these celebrities that passed. Yeah. And I, I said, like, like I, there were people talking about, oh, I can't believe how upset people get. And I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, the only celebrity or somebody I've ever, like, shed a tear over, like, passing was Dale Earnhardt Sr. And I remember, like, watching that race and just immediately, like, you know, and... Then when I heard the news, I was away in college, and uh, I watched it in my dorm room, like alone. It's the first time I ever watched the Daytona 500 alone, and I got that news, and I just like sat there at my desk chair, and I was just like, and I was like, really? I was like, oh, but I was like so upset because I just yeah. knew, and and I listen for better or worse, NASCAR has changed since that to me is like the turning point. Yep. Of this new era of racing. Because from the Francis all the way down to the rookie drivers that came into the Cup Series, whatever you wanted to do, or guess what? You had to run it by Dale Earnhardt Sr. first. Because I, 
You want to say he was a ruthless, dirty driver on the racetrack? Maybe. I thought that at times, okay? But he was awesome, all right? And he was the intimidator. And he intimidated drivers on the racetrack. And you wouldn't have a guy, and I'm not saying that they, any of these guys have any sort of attitudes, but like a Jamie Mack or Juan Pablo Montoya or Trevor Bain or these guys, they just wouldn't be making moves on the racetrack but because they would be doing it. And they'd be looking in the mirror and be like, I don't know if I should make that move in front of Dale Earnhardt. Just saying. I think that's a good place to end. Let's just... Yes, I went off on a little <laughs> rant there, but we were just trying to do this thing. Before we move on, let's get a yeah. little predictions for the race. Cause it's gonna, oh, okay. I don't think we're going to do a show next week. You're going away, right? Yeah, I got to go to a wedding upstate. So the next show, we're going to be back again. From a week off. From a week off. Yeah. We'll be back from being <laughs> off. Yeah. But we promised you guys, we'll be back. We will be back. All yeah. right, so prediction time. You go. Okay. I already said I thought the car was great. I think Danica Patrick is going to pull up an upset, too tough to tame. And the pole sitter pulling the fast time down, I think it's going to be Jimmy Johnson. He's in it. This, this track, the, 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 the drivers show up. And Danica's done all right at this racetrack. And this one, I think maybe there might be just a little something special to come out of this weekend. And if I think something that, you know, what's going to happen this week, uh, let's see. I think she's going to steal this one after Kyle Busch dominates again, gets everybody in the booth all excited about having a big you know, championship run, but he's going to make another mistake on pit road late in the race, speeding or driving to too many stalls or something like that. Okay. I think that Truex will get the pole. Ooh. And even crazier, I think this is the week that Dale Jr. finally gets his no first way. win. You, that, that's your big win prediction, Dale yep. Jr.? Yep. I don't know. The 88 car has been struggling. And I, I think know, but he knows how to get around. He does. Dale Jr. knows how to wheel a race car, despite what these people on uh, social media and stuff like to say. Like, listen, the guy gets around... The car is not working that great right now. And I think Greg Eyes is a crew chief. It's kind of for the birds. That's right. You heard it. Yeah. Um, as far as something that goes on in the race, I don't know. Come on, Dan. It's a prediction. I don't know. What, I mean, what could possibly happen at Darlington? Well, you, if you would have watched that one race from Charlotte and been like, I don't know, I think one of the TV cables might just snap. <laughs> And like fall on the char- on a car uh, and just completely ruin somebody's race car. I mean, um, I about- think there's going to be maybe maybe there's just a completely unexpected lunar eclipse and a visit by Vulcans or something <laughs> like that. You know, that that could be a prediction for the race. How about someone's visor cam falls off and then we just got a crotch shot <laughs> for the entire race? <laughs> <laughs> All right, if that happens again. Well, we're a couple of days late from our, the $700 billion mega yeah. millions drawing. Yeah. That last night I was laying in bed and I was like, can't you forget to yeah, buy a ticket? Yeah, I didn't even buy a ticket. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that it for the Debris and Turn 3 fan cast today? I think so. From Brooklyn, New York City? I'm Dan. I'm Matt. Bye. See you guys.